This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Assassins. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Latest Movie Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the recyclable, completely encephletic, athletic, diuretic, diabetic, uh-uh, polystyrethene, goddess of fire and water, his self, Justin Wendell. How's it going, sir? Oh, man. You know, it's it's all right. There, New Year's off to a little bit of a rough start for Jeremy Renner, yeah, poor guy, sure did. Yeah. but for a lot of people, I think. Wishing him the best, by the way. Well, Oh, Jeremy Wren. Have we have yeah. we zoomed in on one of his movies on here? I don't think we have. I don't think we have either. He's a small drink of water. I love him. Is he tiny? He's a cute little thing. <laughs> well, a lot of actors are tiny, right? A lot of actors are small. As I didn't know. I just. I guess I never guessed his height. He's a cute little bonnet of a man. <laughs> he. Um, I hope he's doing yeah, he, all right. It seems like he yeah. is. He. You know. Hopefully, it's nothing. Uh, Long term, he's gonna have to deal with other than some. Me, yeah, I hope he recovers 100. percent But he got really hurt, so hopefully he's he's back on it. But yeah, the what? How's your new year? How's it going? Did you have? Did we haven't? Have we talked? This is the first. Is this the first podcast of for yeah. us for 2023? Yeah, and we're gonna kick it off right. Yeah, it's a shame we couldn't have saved wavelength for today. I know it feels like a 2023 podcast wavelength. You know, have you heard any? Uh, uh, I was thinking about them today because in this movie we watched, there's a lot of talk of being number one, and of course, then I remembered the movie that we did zoom in on, number one with a bullet, starring Robert Carradine. Mm-hmm. What's he been up to in 2023? Have you heard any news on old Bob Carradine? No, no, I'm glad. I I, I used to have him his hashtag marked. That I get a notification. Yeah. And I still do. Mm. No need to turn over a new leaf or yeah. what do they call that? Have I'm a New Year's Joaquin, resolution. For God's sake. <laughs> How's your day? How was your weekend? It's fine. It's fine. It's just fucking ground ass, groundhog ass, man. What about you? Same, right? Walking around depressed, feeling bad for old James Cameron. <laughs> Super belly flop at the box office. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, you know, Hell came to roost finally. Everybody's, uh, they had it right. They had it right with James. Yeah, everybody was a little wondering how Avatar would fare after it had been uh, out of everybody's minds, I guess, for, for so long. Uh, let me zoom in. It does. It's doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> People are going to see it. I didn't see it yet. I, I know. Well, the great, that's the great thing is there's a lot of folks 
prepping to see it or seeing it just recently or just or about to and just did. John saw it a couple of days ago. Micah saw it last night. Yeah. You know, it's the, the you know, I'm sure you'll see it eventually. I'm asking um, a couple of other friends to see it before it's too late. Cause well, it's going to be leaving theaters soon, so they better get on it. Well, and, you know, the other big argument that we used to have is showing our age. Remember, we used to go make sure we'd see a movie soon before the print got damaged. Wow. No, I, I never really cared about that, but you guys did, huh? Oh my gosh! Yeah, like if, I remember. I think it was Batman. By the time it made to the dollar theaters, it was like looking at a movie through a ski mask. Oh my gosh! What's coming out to to dethrone it? I th- Megan comes out this week, so bye bye Avatar. I mean, Megan might win like the weekend, but it won't have hot I think legs. it'll. I think it'll do well that movie. I don't know much about it, but um, people seem to like it that have seen it. The people that like it are the ones that. The film's producer is retweeting. You and I like a killer doll movie, a killer We're robot that. movie. We're seeing Megan. You and mm. I are doing well, Megan. We're going to go to the theater together to see it? I'm not against it. We can Megan out. We can zoom in. Yeah, I mean, people already started to meme it, and that's a, that's a sign of interest. I'm going to speak like a 50-year-old man. If they meme it, it's popular, Nick. Speaking of memes, there's one uh, feature that comes from this movie that's very popular on the, on the are internet. Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. All right, we'll have to get, we'll have to we'll talk about mm-hmm. it in a while. Sure, I want to talk about it now. I hope against hope that they find a way to greenlight Avatar three, the already shot <laughs> Avatar three. They were gonna they're gonna make five, right? That was his plan. Do you think he's gonna bump it to seven or eight? I I honestly don't think it'll get to five. You don't think so? Oh, I bet it will. You don't think it will? I, I think four is where it'll stop, at least with Jimmy Cam's. Yeah, they'll get uh, what's his face Rodriguez in there to do the fifth one. Oh God! Oh God! Robert Rodriguez pinch hitting for James Cameron. They're still friends. They're still uh, talking about doing uh, Battle Angel Alita. Is that what it is too? Yep. One could dream. Hey, before we get started, let's talk about our audio our audio setups. I don't what do you think. Let's just talk about the mics we have, brands. Just Why? kidding. I was tr- I was trying to. Oh. I don't. I I have a USB mic. We both do. You know a little bit more about that audio quality than I do, but let's let's get into this. Not yet. We have some great fans and listeners, mm-hmm. sweet people. We do. And I tell you what, it was a boon riding out the end of last year on a wave of just plaudits for that wavelength episode. I know. I was. I didn't tell you this, but I was at the grocery store. I heard a couple people talk talking about wavelength. Obviously, sparked. The discussion sparked by our podcast. Uh, I just, you know, quietly nodded, smiled to myself, you know, as I bought some discount Christmas cookies because <laughs> those are half off. You know, do you ever go get the half off Christmas or holiday treats after oh, yeah. the holidays yeah. over? Yeah, what's your peanut what? butter dog shit left over after Halloween? Sometimes I'll partake. Interesting peppermint shit. Oh yeah, yeah. You like pe- you like year. a peppermint bark? No, no, no. I don't. No, I have some in my freezer, but no, I'm not a. I don't like chocolate that much. Not even white chocolate, huh? No, white chocolate's the fucking worst. Okay, even worse. Yeah, I kind of like, like it. It's, it's just like people. The whiter, the worse. Speaking of peppermint bark, peppermint. Did you ever take in that Jennifer Garner yeah. newly dubbed classic? What do you think? Not good. Did she play? <laughs> does she play someone named Peppermint in it? I think that's her nickname. I don't remember shit about. Does she have her, a code name. Her her nickname is Spearmint, but her real name's Peppermint. Peppermint Patty. But like, I just never. Saw it, and it looked like a Death Wish clone, but with Jay Garner in there, who's a very, like, kind of sweet, has, like, a very sweet disposition. Like, she just seems like a nice person. That'd be, 
How does she fare in that kind of... You, uh, you say that, but do you watch the live feed of the Affleck divorce hearing? That's been gone for a long she time. Came, she on. had both sides out, swinging them. They did, not, they did not live feed that. I'm just, you know. Look, they met on Electra. Speaking of Electra, Yeah, that's Julianne Moore's character in this film. And, and when you talk about this film, guys, you're talking about something that's showing up on your feed on the movie Microscope. A show where we zoom in. We get a power-up at the train station. Punch a dungeon. Stump the host with a pantomime about renewal. Get all gravy-eyed. Get patriotic at the wettest times. Suck a fucking dog clean. Siphon the twilight sauce out of that mutt. You know, fiddlestick at it. Pander to the useless. Put a dummy inside the universe. Drink a Mickey like a boss. Watch a movie through destroy, distorted, disease, scapegoat, caper-encrusted eyes that have been pulverized by sights that have seen the darkest channels of Uwe Boll's nut come out on the other side. See what makes or breaks. Share with the likes of you, the listener. So we're talking about Child 44. We've been talking about the scene where the Russian authorities asked that slaughterer to slow his roll so the Russian parents could start making some more sweeties. Talk about the little moments. There's a dickload in Assassins, Justin. So many. Child 44. Is that a Tom Hardy film? It is. Who else in there? I would not be surprised if Joel Kinnaman was in it. Ed Harris or something? Who else in there? I can't help you. Kbron? Kbrana? Who's the bad guy? The Russian child rapist. I read that book, by the way. Well, I think the it's movie, part the, of a the, series. The first movie was way better. Way, way better. The one that's based on that case? Yeah. Yeah, Child 44 is kind of a bad book, I think. It's it's Gar- it's not even in the top thirty eight of the of that series. Yeah, <sighs> I get it. Gary Oldman, Numi Rapace, Joe Kinnaman. You were right. Holy shit! I'm in. Jason, Jason Clark, Clark in there. In this. He probably is the killer. Yes, he he's got to be. Movie, uh, Ned Dennehy by... from uh, Peaky Blinders. Vinny Cassell. The directed by the, the Morbius director and the guy who did Life, which we did zoom in on on the movie Microscope. Danny Espinosa, yeah. Mm-hmm. Brown kind of a slick. Slick director. Yep. He's got an eye for visuals. And he has, um, he's got a tagline in Hollywood, only the hits. <laughs> only every movie is a huge hit. Assassins, 1995's Assassins, Nick, coming up on 30 years of this another, movie on the earth. Another episode devoted to a film from 1995. The if, year I graduated college, Nick. And the year the Braves won the World Series. If... If Jason Patrick and William L. are our spirit animals, mm-hmm. 1995 is our spirit year. You think so? Sure. It's a bold I'm not claim. saying it's a good year. I'm just saying we've done a shitload of 1995 movies. Let's let's yeah, pull yeah. back. Don't click away on your browser. I'm going to. Let's see here. Let's see what movies came out in 1995. I bet you it's a horse's ass load. Yeah, there were some movie releases in that, on the, in that year. If I remember I'm just going to go through the box office so, so it's a little bit of an easier stretch. I believe the movie The Prophecy came out in 1995, by the way. Not the good one. The Number one movie that year, Batman Forever. Apollo 13, Toy Story, Pocahontas, Ace Ventura 2, Casper, Die Hard V, Crimson Tide, I want a movie I've been wanting to revisit a lot lately. Mm-hmm. GoldenEye, Waterworld, a movie we'll do on here soon, Dangerous Minds 7, Congo, which we'll do here soon, While You Were Sleeping, Get Shorty, blah, 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 and so on and so on. Outbreak, one we need to do on here. Species, okay, that's a 95. Did it. Under Siege 2 did it. Did we do Disclosure yet? I don't think so. Is Disclosure the Demi Moore, uh, yeah. Michael Douglas movie? No, we yeah. didn't. Just Cause? We did do did Just we, Cause. Yeah. Did we do The Indian in the Cupboard yet? No. He, Melissa Matheson's script. 
Robert Hoy, Jesus Christ. Powder. Barbara. We need to do powder for obvious reasons. Have we done well, Operation Dumbo Drop yet? Could you watch two hours of Sean Patrick Flannery? Do you think you could do it? Saw it in the theater. Powder. Did we do Don Juan DeMarco yet? Quick and the Dead, which I watched last week. Let's see. That movie oh. super holds up. Yeah. Love it you're right, so you're much. right about the prophecy. That's a weird thing to know. It's a weird I thing. I just remember know. seeing it that year. I remember. Kiss of, uh, Kiss of Death, that's four. We haven't done Bye Bye Love yet. We haven't done Shawshank. God damn, I know there's more. Jade. We did do Jade. We, in the Mouth of Madness. We did that. She ate the pasta keys. She sure as fuck did. She ate them hard. Surprisingly, we did not do the Brothers McMullen, which came out that year. We did a lot of Ed, Ed Norton, though. Ed Burns. There's still legit movies as I scroll, but we only do the big ones here on this show. Yeah, I think that um, there's think some... Six, uh, is, that's a, six is a lot. That's a big year for us, like you said. And you know, there's some there's some movies that we've targeted... Outbreak being a big one for us because that's Dusty Hoffman, right? Yeah. Outbreak Monkey in there, uh, Spacey in there, right? Oh yeah. Who else is in that movie? Like Renee? Is Renee Russo in it? Is it Russo? Maybe. She looks like somebody that'd be up against a monkey in a movie. I wonder if that's he. She plays like Dusty's ex-wife or something. There's no. You know? There's no way she isn't fucking him. Morgan Free, yeah. Cuba Goods, Patrick Dempsey, Donald <laughs> Suth, Zake Smoka, dead. Dale Die, your man. <laughs> Lance Kerwin in this. Still <laughs> killing it. Benito Martinez from The Shield. You got Kara Keogh. has got to be related to Riley. I mean. I really come through it. Outbreak was ass. in there. I mean, Dustin Hoffman, yeah. He was, he was um, speaking of short drinks of water, by the way. Oh, you ain't kidding. Yeah, he's been short for a long time. Well, I mean, it doesn't change time. <laughs> Brenner is advertised at 5'9". I'd like to eat the difference. I'll devour the difference in height with him. Ain't no way he's walking around 509 times. <laughs> Hurt his leg pretty bad, apparently. It crushed, it, crushed him. I, that's a tough accident. Snowplow or something. Tiger Woods-esque, yeah. right? Like that's, He had the major squash of the Who, leg. Woods? He's Did he, I thought he got in a car accident or something. Yeah, I know, sure but he, it was, I think it was the blunt trauma. I thought it was his chest that received the most hate, J- Jeremy. Yeah, I think you're right. It's been kind of going off Google News. It's bad. I, I feel like I'm rubbernecking a little bit. I wish him the best. That picture of him in his hospital room is both inspiring and heartbreaking. Earth's own Hawkeye, Nick. That's Jim in. you're talking about. Who Moving has on a, to this. Who, but who gets a drink what? of soda before the mortal coil takes him. In, in that movie. Who? He was Jim in the town. His name That's was right, Jim. he does. And he's yeah. about to die, and he decides to take a sip of somebody's discarded cola before dying away. Why not? You gotta get a taste. It's one of my favorite character moments ever. Yeah, the um in the script for this movie, which I started to read, because you know the Wachowskis famously turned in the, the script for this film. It was well liked, but then when Richard Donner got his hands on it, he wanted to change it, I guess. And he hired Brian He is it Hegland? Helgeland. Hegeland to do it, and the Wachowskis have disowned this film. So I went and looked to see if I could find their draft. And I only read the opening scene, but there's a character that is craving, right before his demise, is craving moon pies. So that's not in this movie, but it's in that Wachowski script. Have, what's your feeling on the moon pies? You said you like chocolate? I don't like chocolate, and I don't like oh, moon pies. Oh, sorry. You did say and you I do like, like Tom Cullen. You don't like moon pies, huh? No. Not and even I, banana? I don't even banana know what flavor? they taste like. I just know that anything that is a southern cracker barrel delicacy, I try to avoid. Fair enough. And that's just me being small-minded. They're more fun to eat than tasty, I'd say. I think they're kind of fun more to fun eat. to eat. Now now you have me intrigued. They're fun to eat, yeah. 
got a kind of weird texture. Yeah, I was on fun, the, but they, I was uh, I was at the Cracker Barrel somewhere recently, and they had a yeah. sign that said "Eat it like Cunnilingus." Is that their motto? I think it was like think they retired that one. Oh, but it used to be. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so this movie came out in 1995. Richard Donner directed it. I didn't know that before you brought it up. I forgot that he had his hands on this one. That he was. I'm going to swing and say he calling did. the shots. You're right. He is dead. He he passed away very recently during um this I episode. think at least maybe 2 years ago, a year yeah. ago. He was a lot of love. I think a kind of a beloved director, Richard Donner. Directed some Superman, at least uh, well the original Superman, right? And then he directed um Lethal Weapon franchise and he carried over one of his Lethal Weapon uh, fr- faves here. Well, he it's his cousin. It looks like him. It's his cousin. Steve, it doesn't matter. He, that guy's still alive. It is. Yeah. That's his. That's Richard Donner's living cousin. So that's. I wrote his name down in bad in bad handwriting. I'll get to it. He treats. Don't, don't he you treat, worry. He treats him well, though. In this. Well, it's so disconcerting to see it because it looks like Richard Donner. Like the they're pulling up a picture of a hit, like a, a target, and it looks like Richard Donner. And I was like, did did he just cameo as like a future victim, which would be cool. I don't think he, the guy looks that much like Richard Donner. He does. I, I think he looks like a, a Richard Donner character that we that was the chief of police. I think that's what you're thinking. Well, he, so he's a chief of police in Lethal Weapon, right? Richard um, Donner was a better looking guy than that dude. Come on. Steve Cahan. It's, it's Dick Donner you're talking about. Dave Cahan's father, who was in Depeche Mode. I don't think that's in. true. Dick Donner also I, produced the X, first X-Men films, right? With his wife, Lauren Schuler, right? Yeah. A legend. I will, I'll say it. A legend. Yeah, he he's a little pleased with how this one turned out. He, he thinks, he thought that Sly and uh, Antonio uh, acquitted themselves well in this. Uh, anyway, so let's just talk about the cast. Who's in this, this, this movie, Nick? Who fills it up with acting? You have uh, a piece of meat called Sylvester Stallone in it. A hunk of beef. You got a, a, crazy, a crazy performance from one Antonio Banderas. You say crazy, I say magical. You got Kelly Rowan in there. You got Reed Diamond in here. You you fucking do. The sexiest fuck, Stephen Liska as cop. You got uh, Julianne Moore in here, who is the best actor of the bunch. I'd say maybe not in this movie. She is. A, she does pretty well in this. Considering and let's get her to character. the most important. Who's the most important cast member? Pearl. You're right. Actually, Pearl is the best. But who mm-hmm. who also is in this film for a small stretch at the beginning? At the beginning, you're talking about um, Anatoly no. Dative. No. Part of the one of the worst reveals I've ever seen in a film. One of the worst. No, in the swamp scene. Oh, Muse Watson in here. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you you're seeing the, you saw the Kevin Smith Sherlock Holmes movie. <laughs> Muse Watson from um, his franchise where he play, franchise plays a killer, and I know what you did last summer and its sequel, plays the fisherman and he kills teens. He's mad at teens in those movies. And anyway, Muse Watson, a reliable person that you could put in a movie and say it, tell him to say this, and then put a raincoat on him, you know? Is that his one requirement, got to be wet when he acts? Yeah, maybe so. Uh, one of his requirements is not, I need to deliver a good performance. Movie he kicks stuck. off with movie kicks off with a black and white flashback, and you see Stallone... Doing because he plays an assassin, and you know he's he's putting his gun together, he's aiming it at some dude coming out of a bank in Puerto Rico, and then it cuts to the scene where he, like a Miller's Crossing reference here, Stallone is 
trotting Muse Watson through a swamp to his death, pointing a gun at his back. And Muse Watson gets his little uh, shoes stuck in the muck. And he takes his shoes off. He's like, fuck it, takes his shoes and socks off. And then he, he takes, doesn't he just take one shoe off? No, he goes, up for, he goes for both, I think. And then he falls backwards into the swamp and he giggles. He laughs. He's kind of having a, a, a fun moment here as he's being escorted to the Reaper. Um, Sucks. And so what happens in this kind of boring, long scene here? Did this come out after Miller's Crossing? It did, yeah. Miller's Crossing was 91 or 90, yeah. I think. So there's definitely a little bit of that here. Um, it's mm-hmm. what happens. Not a lot. Not a lot. So There's a term convers- that makes me sick in this movie. Taken? No, the mark. Yeah, that, those are the two terms uh, the assassins use here. The mark is obviously the person that they're going to kill. They've been hired to kill. And then taken means, uh, you know, they were taken, they were killed, they were murdered I think by Hitman's bullet. I don't know much about real hit people, mm-hmm. but I think that none of them would actually use those terms. I think it would be like, it'd be the equivalent of, Alan Iverson saying, let's go shoot some hoop. Yeah, so they have a conversation. You realize that Muse Watson's character, Ketchum, uh, is talking, and he talks to Sylvester Stallone's character. Is it a reference to Jack Ketchum? Incredible name, maybe. He has an incredible name. Why don't you reveal his amazing name? It's a good name. Stallone's name in this. It's Robert Rath. It's It's a great name. It's one of his worst. You don't like it? Oh, you're such a jerk. I love it. I'm not a jerk. I'm just, it's not, it's not goofy enough for me. Zoom in. But it fits character. What? You're a jerk. I'll zoom in. Would you think if it was just a better first name, you would, you'd be into it? Maybe. Yeah. Like pair something with it and try to improve it. Then I'll take your. Skip Wrath. (laughs) Chubby. Chubby Wrath. Holden Wrath. Holden Wrath. (laughs) What about Brayden? (laughs) Brayden Wrath. Let's just decide that's what we'll call him in this. We'll just rename him. Are you allowed to do that? Nope. Braden Rath uh, is about to punch a bullet through Muse Watson's skull, or his heart, I guess, here. You find out as they talk that Muse Watson is, is an assassin, too. He's a, uh, a gentleman that has been in the shoes of one Braden Rath before. And um, Stallone decides, after they have this conversation, that he's going to give this man some dignity, lets him kill himself. Let's him shoot himself in the in the temple. And what Muse Watson does is he tries to cheat a little bit. He he, he takes the gun and he kind of shoots his chin. And Stallone's like, no, 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 you gotta. So then he shoots his earlobe off. And he's like, no, you have to. So then he finally the third time shoots his shoots his brains. Tries to cheat. <laughs> yeah, the famous chin shooting sequence in the movie. Yeah, he just tries to. Yeah, and when he shoots his chin, he goes, "Oh God, I'm oh, dying." Yeah, and he says, no, and he we, says, "I did die." And we did the Yelchin film a couple weeks ago. Anyway, so that's done. And they then they go back to, uh, I guess, Stallone's villa, wherever he lives. Logs in and he logs into his chunky laptop wearing a sweater vest, Nick. Yeah, he is. He's sort of got some residual t- tango here. He little, does. You're right. He, metrosexual again. He's, da- he's very dad casual in this movie. <laughs> you know, it's like he's got kind of this relaxed... Going to, you know, hey, we're going to um, eat out at, like, what's, like, a little bit nicer than the Olive Garden? You right. might put on a shirt, you know, yeah. but it's still not that nice. Maggiano's? Yeah, like, that's a good that's a good one, Maggiano's. He's wearing co- coach clothes, like when a coach goes out. Yeah, he's a little <laughs> beefy. 
He's got a, he's got yeah. he's got a, he's beefy as shit. He's muscular, uh-huh. and he wants to show it off. But he wants to show off his intellect more. So he's got to get a very specific hybrid of clothing that makes him look muscular and powerful, but also approachable. And he's yeah, he looks off. good. Yeah, he looks good. I don't know how old he was loose, when he made this movie. A little 90s loose, though, you know? So this movie is like 22 years old now, I guess, 23, 23 years old. How, how old is Stallone now? 70? 70 what? I would say 71. That's my guess. I think he might even be older than that, Nicholas. Please don't tell me. 76, brother. Jesus, cranberry pussy. <laughs> if you do the math here, he was... He was 21 when he made this. <laughs> and um, looking pretty good. Like, you know, we didn't talk about the plot of this film, but it really is about rival assassins as they uh, one decides to protect a Mark, played by Julianne Moore, as the other tries to kill them both. And um, kind of battling hitmen. Uh, Let's Stallone does not come off as a hitman in this, I think, ever, really. No, he's got too much caring. He's a sweetie. It's kind of a cliche, right? The hitman that's seen, done too much, doesn't want to kill anymore. One last job. One last job. Kind of the elevator pitch for this is, what if the Wachowskis asked Richard Donner to watch a John Woo movie and forget half of it? Well, Wachowskis did not, I don't think, were involved. They kind of, like, were, but, they left. They, saying, won, yeah, they wanted their names off the script. After, off the they, movie, I mean. They wanted their names off the, the script, yes. They wanted nothing to do with it because they, at the time they, they, had, they weren't sellout shitballs. But I think there's also an element of, there's always been a little bit of fanboy in their work. And I feel like this is, of course. This is a result of them watching John Woo. I mean, I think that's a fair assessment. But I think that they're talented um, Ish. women and, and, they, and they made Bound, which is like a really good movie. And that was around this time, right? Solid. At, solid. No, Bound is good and has style to it. I don't think they've ever sold out. I mean, I think I think that they, if they sold out, then they would be. Oh, okay, let me refer. They could have sold out. They bought yeah. into their hype. Sure. And it was vaporware. I mean, the last Matrix movie, I think, was it was it made by Lily? Is that correct? And that yeah, movie is not the, the second not a sellout the, movie. The third and the second were yeah, but that was just they were riding the crust of success. I mean, they were trying, and then they were making weird blockbusters, which didn't quite work. They weren't blockbusters. Say that, they were failures. I'm sure they made a ton of money. It's just that they were creatively were, I think, failures. They yeah. did Speed Racer, Cloud Atlas, and uh, Jupiter Ascending. <sighs> yeah, Jupiter Ascending. I forgot about that. Is one. It, did they direct all three of those? Say them again. Yes. Cloud Atlas, Jupiter they, co- they co-directed Cloud Atlas with um, Tom Twilliker or whatever his name is. Teekfer, yeah. Um, Th- is there something I'm missing? That they directed? Some other piece of shit that I'm forgetting? I think Jupiter Send- They Well, they did the Netflix series uh, Sense8, I think is what it's called. So and no, that there's was- another... Okay, thank you for reminding me of another piece of shit I forgot about. But Jupiter Sending was impossible to watch, I think. So are you telling me that The Matrix and Bound are their only good movies? Speed Racer is a good movie. It is not. I really liked it. I saw it twice in the theater. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that movie. Uh, and I actually like some of the Matrix Four. I don't. I don't hate. I don't hate all of Cloud Atlas. Yeah, Cloud Atlas is interesting. I'd have to see it again. Um, I don't hate V for Vendetta that they had a lot to do with. Right. And as you know, the Animatrix is my very favorite animated thing of all. I don't time. know if I ever saw it, honestly. Perfect. But I'm glad we're talking about these guys. They, they, they you know, they certainly uh, are these, these, these. Well, I, they're both not directing anymore, right? They're just one of them is, and and who knows if that's even going to be a thing after the fourth Matrix movie. But I guess they kicked this idea off and then handed it to, or they they got rewritten by Brian Hegeland. How do you say it? Helgeland. 
Hel- Helgeland. And what did he do? Uh, I think he, he worked with Clint Eastwood on some stuff. I can't zoom in. He, He's not the guy that directed the... I think the, he did Ellie Confidential. He, but he didn't direct... He directed two. Yeah, he did. He did. He's not bad. He directed he, Night's he, Tale or something. Night's Tale, which is which is great. Yeah. Let so I do it. like him, and that's a that's a good movie. Okay. Le, okay. Let me pull back the curtain as you fall in love with Brian Helgeland. Yeah. Wrote the Dream Master. Wrote Nine Seven Six Evil. Wrote Highway to Hell. All right, that's well, what got okay, that, is okay. This is what's great. This is amazing. Nightmare. He did those three, and then Richard Donner said, "I need you." That's that. That is the resume that got Richard Donner hard as a rock. After. He followed assassins up by doing LA Confidential. It's like it's like having sex with Billy Barty before that, fucking. That's a masterful Russell. screenplay. I mean, it's based on an incredible book too, though. But that's a great screenplay. He did Conspiracy Theory, largely forgotten. He did The Postman, a modern day classic. Payback, another classic. Mystic River. I mean, the guy and Man on Fire, which is great, but that's a remake. Payback's solid. The Taking a Pelham One Two Three is actually solid too, even though that's a remake. Green Zone's lovely. I didn't see Green Zone. Robin, he, <laughs> Robin he the, Hood. He did the order that Heath Ledger did. Delight. Bloodwork is the Clint uh, movie I was thinking of. Um, he's got do you some like good how, ones coming up. Do you like how sight unseen? You mentioned Brian Helgeland, and my mind goes to Bloodwork. <laughs> I know you said you work with Clint Eastwood. Is that one of his Eastwood? That's a Dirty did Harry. Did you film, see right? the name of his latest movie? What a name! One word. Finest, finest kind. One word. Finest. Who's kind. in that? A lot of people. Tommy Lee pulling? Jones, Benny Foster, Tim oh, Daly, your favorite. From Holy shit, Clayne Crawford shows up. From Wednesday. Aaron San- Stanford. Clayne Crawford. Wow, he's got a big Wednesday? cast here. Jenna Ortega, she's big right now. She was in that in that big Netflix Right, right. But I said show. Clayne Crawford, and you said, that's the, that's the deposed lethal weapon guy. It is, yeah. We're getting too off track here. Get right it back in. I apologize. Bring it back into Assassins, Nick. A very long movie that is, let's just say it, kind of inert. It's, it's got hard. no pulse, and you know, you know I why? Think... There's there's one reason. It. And and actually, Donner actually mentioned this in a subsequent interview. They they wasted Stallone. The, he the brooding Sylvester Stallone is not interesting. Yeah. When you take away his toolbox, he's not. He's a good actor, but he's not the kind yes. of actor that is able to carry a movie in that mode. Even Copland, which is a great performance by him, only works because there's other people that are having fun. In this movie, Banderas is having fun. But no one else is. Yeah, yeah. And Donner had said that he wished he had switched the roles. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and I don't agree with that either. I don't think Banderas would have made magic out of that this the Robert Rath role either. I think that Stallone actually has chemistry with Moore here, which is surprising in a weird way. The longer way. the I film th- goes, I agree with you. And then I, I think, think it goes long. I think there's also like he's such Stallone. Stallone's such a likable character, like such a likable actor that you want him. Like at the end of the movie, you want him and Banderas to be friends, and it, yep. the movie like betrays it. Yep, which 100%. is weird. So anyway, let's just get back to Stallone. Prince he gets a he gets a new a new mark. This Richard Donner look like look like I think. And he prints out the picture from his dumb laptop, this thing that weighs like 40 pounds, and he circles the eyes of the picture. Why do you think he does it? I, I assume it's some pretentious assassin thing that you know that you can see. You know, you, even if they're in, in disguise, you know who it is because you've seen their eyes and you can't fake that. And I think this is where the movie kind of messes up his tone a little bit, is that Stallone is supposed to be this legendary hitman. Like, you, he's like a ghost, and he has like 100% clear kill rate like he is heavily sought after by by these people that that hire him um and he goes to a funeral to take out this this but, mark okay and he i mean his 
his disguise here is he has a fake cast with a gun in it. Yes. A fake arm cast. I'm just going to zoom out just a little bit. Yeah. How good did it make you feel when you heard those modem sounds? Oh, man. The sweet nectar of the past. You're I'm right. I'm telling you, I'm with you, dog. When he's nice. on that laptop that you were less than humble about, that we get to hear some modem sounds. We get to see some 90s chat. And we had that recently in a movie we did, the 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 kiss a girl sequel it's glorious it's glorious to see that people that are watching this that weren't raised in that era it has to look like somebody is playing with fucking building blocks you know but it's it's sweet heaven it's sweet heaven i'm sorry let's go to the let's go back to the the the, the quietest gunfight in world history (laughs) so they go to this funeral this guy is um the, the mark is is attending the funeral of his brother and then himself as well like he doesn't know that yet, <laughs> and Stallone's there to kill him, and he is standing and basically kind of in front of him almost. Yeah, he's like twenty feet with away his, with his fake cast, and he has tape over the end of the cast, which he then peels back and reveals a hole that I guess then the gun can cleanly shoot through. Doesn't get to use this incredible disguise because Antonio Banderas has crashed the funeral as well as a, as disguised as a um, grave digger, as like a caretaker, and then wildly silent silently shoots this man twice. I kind of love. I kind of love that because there, you have this this actor looking like Ted Kennedy sitting there, and all of a sudden two bullets like appear in his tummy mm-hmm. quietly, and he slumps over, and they don't notice like immediately. There's something adorable. They kind of don't. Yeah, he's got he's got protection. They don't notice he's dead. Actually, someone else notices besides his protection. And then they're like, oh shit, and yeah, then everybody sucks. starts starts to kind of run around, and Stallone zeroes in on his the rival assassin and he starts to fire at him who is dressed he's, like he's on the set of uh, william shakespeare play with his grave tools yes uh, he is anyway it's like it, like i told you i read that script a little bit and the the original script is is bandera shows up to and asks this guy you know he's got he's like asking you know he's there to visit a grave and he said the guy says well this is like the caretaker's like well who's whose funeral are you are you supposed to, are you trying, you know, who, who are you looking for or something? He, he does something, you know, basically, it doesn't matter. Cut all this out. It's so stupid. Um, no, this is, this is insight. He basically he just says, yeah, I, I haven't, uh, it hasn't started yet. He basically, basically tells the guy he's going to die and kills him for his clothes. You know, like it's something dumb like that, but Donner cuts that out. And so, and that's fine. Um, or doesn't shoot fine. it. This film it is very fine. What it doesn't need is more length. It doesn't actually, that's what I'm saying is this, I, I the Wachowski script that that initial scene is very long. It's even longer than with than the one we get at the start with Muse Watson. So what happens here is the cops show up and they arrest Banderas because he's been pinned down by Stallone, who is like kind of quietly shooting at him through this cast and kind of keeping him pinned behind a headstone. Did you find a, it jarring that the people you know there's all these armed guards and eventually there's some police sure that they don't acknowledge Stallone's existence at all I don't think they know because he, he, he's so good at quietly shooting and then just run around like what's going on and then you know doing psh, psh, every once in a while hitting the headstones that they don't know he's a threat they're zooming in on old Antonio and they and they arrest him which surprised me I, him back I didn't remember car. that part about it the best what? is when he's pinned behind the the gravestone and Stallone is taking pot shots at the tombstone and it's so cute and quiet it's cute and quiet and I love that Banderas keeps like breathing out like he's doing like kind of Lamaze or something yeah. you know like he that's his character has a lot of he does a lot of um short quick bursts of breath he's got music in his heart in this whole movie <laughs> and he is expelling syllables and air and spit and sweat and he is 
just manifesting energy in a wide yeah. variety of ways. He does a lot of work. He he spends a lot of energy in this film, and, and you know he's trying to I think bring some life to the film. I I, I have to you know Donner might be to ask him to do it, but you have to appreciate it because. Like I said, this movie just feels very. It's got not not a whole lot of pulse to it, you know. It feels like a John Woo movie that was directed by somebody who didn't really know John Woo movies that well. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Banderas is definitely playing a John Woo character. Well, yeah. Or uh, obviously, there's some of his his character from the Robert Rodriguez movies in this. I think just a little bit. Some of that kind of sexiness that he had in those films. Yeah, That's but as it I turns it. out. Okay, well, first of all, yes, he is apprehended by the police, and Stallone mm-hmm. decides to trail them, because I, I, I don't know if he thinks that somehow this guy's going to break out of the cop car, because he doesn't even know who he is at this point, mm-hmm. or if he's going to somehow pop him as they're escorting him out. I don't know what his plan is here, because once yeah. the cops have him, it's pretty much end of the road, typically. Yeah. But he goes after Banderas in a big way, who's playing Miguel Ban, B-A-I-N, Bain is how Stallone pronounces yeah. it. He is a hitman who idolizes Mr. Stallone's character. He does, yeah. Never he knows all about him. Before. Knows all about, excuse me, all, all about him. He knows all about his chess match with uh, that, that Stallone was playing against his mentor or his friend that Stallone is still had been ordered to kill, did it, and has been grieving that for 15 years. That's one of the things they keep going back to that flashback sequence at the beginning and showing him lining up a shot and eventually taking this guy out. And so, yeah, you know, Banderas knows all about this. He knows all about you know Stallone, and he's like, you're. You're number one right now. I want to be number one. I want to replace you. And then Robert so then, you know, says, get in line, fuckers. Stallone disguises himself as a taxi driver and picks up Banderas, who after he escapes from the cops. Now, what do you think of Banderas, his cute little neck snap he does on the driver of the police car? Believable. So quick and... I with mean, no leverage, too. He's just snapping that neck with no leverage. Oh, Good man, for him. he snaps it. Shoots yeah, a bunch kills, of shoots some other cops. cops in that yeah. scene. Yeah. The one might have survived. He did get hit by a car, but I, he might. You never know. Um, he gets hit in the face by a speeding car. Upside might down. Might be okay. Might be okay. Stallone does punch a taxi driver, though, which was mean. Yeah, and so he yeah, he knocks him out, and then he picks up Banderas. And Banderas doesn't know who he is at first. Then he puts it together, and Stallone pretends that he's like this. He's getting mad at Banderas. You know, he's like, get out of my cab. But he just wants to shoot him when he gets out because there's bulletproof glass between them. Yeah, and, and I love I love his attitude. He's a little bit more animated in that scene. When he, because he's playing that, that role, it's kind of cute. Yeah, and then you know Banderas is going to. Sh- they're right by a soccer field. He's going to shoot one of the kids, and so Stallone is like, "All right, I'll leave with you." And they have a they have a fight inside the cab. It's just, but yeah, it's crazy. Who is an unfortunate yeah. victim in that scene? Who dies dies before their time in that scene? The soccer ball. A soccer ball. Yeah, somebody <laughs> he sh- somebody kicks a ball in midair and he shoots it out of the sky, which is hilarious. It made me so He shoots happy. it, Nick, but he shoots it silently. He shoots it silently, but the ball explodes in midair. Kids are going to be telling this story to their deathbed. Yeah. I once played in a soccer ball game at the public field where the ball exploded in midair. And, and, the, and the person listening is like, oh, my God, was it Miguel Ba? Why are you saying it's a name like that? Is that how you say it? That's how he pronounces it. Miguel Ba. It's with a little Spanish inflection there. You know, it reminded me of the name of... Uh, the dad from different strokes, Conrad, Conrad Bain, Conrad Bain, and his you know brother. Conrad, what's his we brother's about name? This? We have talked about it. You remember his brother's, his brother's name, right? name was Bonar Bain. <laughs> yes, yes. I believe these guys. These guys were Canadian. I wonder if Bonar is like a name that you don't hear very much or ever. Is no, a Canadian. That's, that's just the extra sense that you do when you're navigating a bedroom. You use Bonar. 
I don't get it. So you said they were fighting in the taxi. There is yeah, a he's... scene where Stallone is n- dr- completely dragging Banderas against a bus going at a high rate of speed without destroying... He would be a, a mess. He would be just blood on the, he, on yeah, the seat. Yeah, so Banderas has gotten out. He's trying to get around the bulletproof glass. So he, he sticks his head out the backseat window and is trying to curve around to the front window, you know, the, to the to the driver's or the passenger side window, and then kill Stallone that way. But Stallone thinks quick and smashes Banderas repeatedly against a bus. Destroys him. Uh, Should have killed that him. That has on its side a, a, an NRA, no NRA sign. Did you notice that? There's, there's also a uh, pro-life shirt later on in the movie. There is. Yeah. Or pro-choice, not pro-life. pro-choice. <laughs> Slight difference yeah, a little bit. Another thing that I that there's there's more cops that come to chase these these characters, and there's a shot of a cop that he he over he excitedly puts his like too hard puts his seatbelt on. Did you notice? I'm gonna zoom in. He just rips his seatbelt and he shakes it until it snaps into place. Like he's like startled into like I gotta get this. And so I mean that's like a fun part. Well, that's that guy that headshot going around town. What? He's famous in Hollywood. Hard seatbelt user. You don't know about him? Famous around town. Yeah, I just noticed it. it really stuck out to me yeah. that he really... I wonder how many takes they did of it, or just they just did one, and, and Donner was like, perfect, print, hard enough. Looks yeah. like you're excited to get to the, to the chase. Yep. Anyway, so this whole mess happens. Banderas escapes. Stallone then gets in a cab, and I thought the only way to finish this is if then Antonio Banderas was the driver of that cab. <laughs> but they didn't do that. Like how Stallone kind of shakes the police as he drives to the cabbie headquarters, and he just parks he, his cab amidst like fifty other cabs and gets out. And then he gets in another cab, which I thought was awesome. Yeah, of course. He becomes a passenger. It's like it just shows how mm-hmm. life can change on you on a dime. So he gets a Stallone gets a new assignment, and it's to to kill these Dutch Dutch folks, and then also kill the person that is selling data to them. And what's and the only data they have about this person? This is why I wanted to bring it up. The only thing they have is her internet logo, which is, which is first of all, a term I've never heard. I think it's supposed to be her avatar, I guess, but it's a cat's face. It looks is. like the cat's poster, the old the cat's musical poster. But Julianne Moore, that's Julianne Moore. She's the the data thief, and she um, is a cat person. That's a, that's a they underscore that this whole film. No, she they is don't. A beloved. No, they don't. What do you mean? They do until they don't. That cat's along for the ride. The cat comes to Puerto Rico with them. The cat is discarded and never seen again. Are you kidding? It's there she, at the end. She had. Wait, where is it at the end? It's mentioned. It's I in the ho- it's in the hotel room. All I remember is she's got the cat on the balcony when they're doing the parade, mm-hmm. and then a minute later, Stallone goes out to the balcony. She's gone. I don't remember ever hearing or seeing the cat again. You think the cat left with her? I think the cat, well, no, I'd like to think she put the cat in its cage and the, and the filmmakers realized enough. But honestly, she may have found the one thing she likes more than cats and that's parades and drop that bitch. I don't remember seeing Pearl ever again in the movie. What was your what was your internet logo back in the day? My you logo? Remember? Your internet logo. What do you mean my logo? That's what that's what they call it in this. Her internet logo. What do, what is what was yours? I didn't, what do you mean a logo? Like a picture? That's what they they call it in this. They call it an internet logo. I didn't have a logo. I had a handle. No, what's your logo, though? Is that a height joke? No, I'm just saying that I guess it's the avatar. Did you have a picture associated with your... They didn't do that. It didn't happen. I was on Prodigy. Didn't happen. CompuServe did not happen. AOL didn't happen. 
But if you want to send me an email, I was PVNE69A at Prodigy, and I was the biped at AOL. Hit me up. You still got those active? I, I don't know, but those were my shits. Are they gone in the ether of the... They buried in time. I mean, you can't. I can't hit biped at AOL and, and get you? The biped at AOL.com. God, I would be so thrilled to know that the biped still exists. Now, also what, was your inter- what was your internet logo? Shut the, the fuck biped. up. You're killing me. You're killing all of me. I feel like I'm in a an awful simulacrum. Julianne Moore's was a was a cat, and she was the like I said the data thief, and she's got some secrets to sell. And Salone, you better be putting the hit on her and putting the hit on these dudes trying to buy that shit. I got some bad news for you, Justin. The biped at able.com has been dis- deactivated due to lack of use. Oh my god! I'm sorry, man. R.I.P. The uh, biped. Is it the biped? The biped. T.H.E. Yeah. R.I.P. Man. Two little silencer shots to that username, <laughs> that handle. Bye bye. So yeah, what was your uh, what was your logo, Justin? I was building up to something, but now we've talked about better things, so I won't go into it. <laughs> Did you notice that she has a stubby index finger? <laughs> Julian Moore. Yeah. I didn't notice. That's the, this is what we should be doing on the show, zooming in this hard, and you've done it. I've zoomed in nothing. I have no zooms, and you killed it. So t- tell me about this. How do you, how'd you notice? I watched. I was staring at her hands for the rest of the film, and I didn't notice it being... It may have been more of the angle of the shot, but there's this one scene in that where her finger looks nubbish. Looks a little nub. And I, I got worried, because I love Julianne Moore. She's fine. But I don't want to think she had a, you know, had a, one of them shorties. But say her name again. Say her name again. Julianne Moore. Now say her name angry at me. Where's Sean Miller? <laughs> just, just say. Julianne Moore. Name. Yes, chef. Yes, chef. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Pretty good, right? I like Julianne Moore, man. What a what a interesting actress. I first kind of caught glimpses of her. What it was in the hand that rocks the cradle. Is that where she kind of? Got killed in like a glass house. Am I she wrong? So I saw her in something way before that, where she was. What? It might have been her child footage. She got like good notices for the hand or hand that rocks the cradle. People were shocked that she was good in it. I remember, and then her career like took off after that film. Yeah, that's definitely what did it. I think it is. I just remember her full nude scene in Shortcuts being an awakening. Way later, she does. She kind of has a scene in that that remind in here that reminded me of that scene where she's in the kitchen like cutting veggies or something there's one thing that's not the same except she had pants on yeah she's not full frontal in a real big way with her real bush out it says julian moore yes, first chef. real bush yes, chef. shortcuts <laughs> i'm sure there's sites devoted to that to the those pictures i haven't seen that movie for a long time i feel so bad for her because she thought that she was going to be the talked about moment of that film until huey lewis pulled out his real dick and real peed <laughs> In a lake. Okay, so now let's get back to this. We did we did one of her first movies. That's right, Tales from the Dark Side, which was... She was in that. Which, which is probably two, prior to... Two years, two years prior Hand to rocks. The Hand That Rocks the, the Cradle. She showed up... She was in some wet shit, though. She really took her hand in her, and put it in her asshole for a while. <laughs> <laughs> her stubby finger. <laughs> she did... Hand That Rocks Cradle, The Gun in Betty Lou's Handbag, Body of Evidence... Benny and June, The Fugitive, 
and then yeah, shortcuts. like you say, the fugitive. The fugitive is great. She has a quick scene in that that's yeah. really good. But it was safe. The Todd Haynes movie that was like sort of her big coming out party. That's the one. Yeah, not, well, your, that's fucking, a, that, not your fucking hand that rocks the cradle. It was safe. That was where everybody started getting. I'm all telling the you, she things. got good notices for that. And body was it that Madonna movie you're talking about? Body of evidence. How in the hell have we not done that? By the way, that's isn't that Defoe and Madonna like? So on the theater, zero chemistry it has to be. Defoe had to be just carrying so much of those scenes. Like I'm going to see who the supporting cast is of that to justify if we should do it. Metania, Ann Archer, Mark Rolston. Say no more. Julian Moore. That's it. Mark Rolston from Aliens, and most importantly from Shawshank. Shawshank. And then Richard Real, Real's good, and Charles Hallahan from The Thing is fine. I don't know if Metania is enough to get me over the hump to do Body of Evidence so soon in our run. Who directed it? Your favorite, Uli Edel. <laughs> I mean, of course. Do I need to do I mean, of course. Last That's the Body of Evidence was whenever Basic Instinct was a hit, and they were trying to come up with different combos of sexy actors. Yep. To, but in lieu of sexy actors, they got Willem Dafoe. <laughs> I didn't mean to rain hard. Well, he pinched in at the last minute. Originally, it was Madonna and Huey Lewis. Actually, he, he he did replace somebody in that, though, for real. Did he really? Yeah, there was somebody in there that was... That was a... I forgot who... I'm sure it's in this trivia. I'm full of shit. Madonna personally selected Willem Dafoe. Did I want somebody who nobody's going to look at during all these scenes. Done. <laughs> Got it. Did Madonna get naked in that movie? I never saw it. They were both scrumping all over up and down. Yeah, naked as the day is shit. Yeah, of is there course. some candle action in that? Right? Wasn't she dropping wax on him? Yeah, putting wax on one of those sterile tits. And then she, then he started whacking wax. What? What did I say? <laughs> he uh, does he? Is it suggested that he ejaculates in that film? Would you? Can you zoom in? I, I think he does uh, send a few guys out to see on her body and in her body in that movie. That's the evidence. I don't know the premise of that film. Is she Labatty or what's going on? He plays a cop, probably. I think it's. I think they're just two consenting adults having a time. That's it. The whole movie. Yeah, I think they're fine. Yeah, a lawyer defends a woman accused of killing her older lover by having sex with him. See, I told you, perfect. Real heads call it body of E. Just FYI, you might want to get with the get with the program. From the writer of Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think I've seen. All right, that's so, when you that's that's when like I was gonna rip myself. I was gonna, that's when you realize that you you think you're young. You think you have infinite time on the planet, and then you watch Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. But then I just realized we watched Assassins. You know, for like maybe the third time for you for this show, uh, and we're getting old. We're running out of time. Well, yeah, we are. 100%. Dick Donner. Dick Donner's like worst film, and we're zooming. <laughs> It's not his worst in. film. It's not even close. What's his worst film, you think? It's not even close. I mean, it's better than Lethal Weapon 3 and 4 already. That might be true, actually. What What do you think is his worst film? Probably the one he's shooting right now in hell. <laughs> Dick Donner. Yeah, he's a con man. I love him. I love him so much because he. I love that he, he became a filmmaker late, late in life. His uh, earlier career was he oh, you know, flew that sleigh for Santa. <laughs> okay, so... His worst movie, uh, let's not count 16 Blocks and Timeline. Oh, he did Timeline? Jesus. Conspiracy yeah, Theory, a... gotta be it. Conspiracy Theory is not his worst film, but it's super forgettable. Two's in Timeline. That's Paul a roughie. Yeah, but there's others. Jerry Butts. Yeah. Bill Connolly. Thulis in this. Francis O'Connor. That was supposed to be her big breakthrough. Whoops. 
Whoops, we fell. You have, oh my god, can you, can, okay, don't look, don't look at the cast. Let me share this with you, please. Steve Cahan's in it. Who? The guy who <laughs> shot at the beginning of this movie, you fuck. <laughs> the Donner alike, yeah. Yeah. Martin Jokash, who I love. There you go, yeah. Early Michael Sheen. No one in Hollywood's got their face more freeze-dried and sucked in than Matt Craven. He's in it. Anna Friel in this. Oh, early Anna Friel. Frances O'Connor, like I said, they were billing her as the next big thing. Happened. Gerard Butler. It's getting. It's going to get better. I mentioned Walker Connolly through this. Neil McDonough early. Oh. The legendary Ethan Embry in this. Oh, nice. Donner wanted... Uh... Lambert Wilson in this. <laughs> but folks, like the proverbial cherry on top, who is the anchorman in this tug of war? Rosa Sutherland. <laughs> Poor Donner. He almost had a heart attack in that film trying to get Neil McDonough to kiss an actress. He was like, yeah. The, Wouldn't do it. It's like, I'd rather be in the in a frozen tundra eating my coworkers, you know? <laughs> Rosef in this. Talk about a man that's doing it, that that is doing it so hard and just didn't take the hint, you know? Yeah. No, but I, I'd say 16 blocks, probably the worst. Be a movie. banker, Rosef. <laughs> you know? Do something different. Richard Donner ended the world with 16 Blocks as his last film. Is it a movie that that you... Was that a Bruce Willis film? Yeah. You don't hate that film, or you do? I, I can't remember. It. Who's chasing him around in there? Chiwetel? Your guess I can't remember who's in it. David Morse in it. David Zayas in this. Yazin Bey. Oh, Mos Def. Mos Def. He's protecting Mos Def. If I'm, yeah, that's right. In that. But David Morse is the villain, I think, in that. Love me some David Morse. Me too, man. Actually, I love some Most Def too, but he doesn't act anymore, does he? Is he acting still? He changed his name. Anyway, more flosses in this. With that oh, by the way, okay. Finger. So, uh, uh, what I thought was interesting, and in, as she sets up this meeting between, you know, she we get a kind of a look at her life. She sets up this meeting with these Dutch guys, and they go to the uh, Marriott. You notice what she's wearing as she gets out of the of the cab Fishnets? or wherever. She's no, she's wearing this black matrix-like raincoat, like a rain, like rain slicker, like something that Trinity would wear or something. Did you notice that? You think the Wachowskis? Had, that's the one thing they demanded. She also wears fishnets mm-hmm. in this, which didn't seem apt for her character. I didn't notice. She's dressed up a lot in this, but she also is. Tr- they try to make her cute, and they try to make her zoom in. They do. Sort of quirky, but at the same time, she has installed cameras in all of her neighbors' apartments and watches them I don't in understand every room. That. It's very baffling. Yeah, I don't, and so she's watching this couple, and you don't know if she does it because she has some envy. She's a she's, she says she's a loner, so maybe she's watching this this relationship play out between Reed Diamond and Kelly Rowan, who you don't ever see their faces really, and then they get murdered. But um, I figured that they just have those set up so they could watch these murders happen or she could see them happening. I think, Maybe. honestly, I think it's just a tonal decision. They thought people were going to read it as cute and quirky, like she's watching TV and, and not yeah. creepy as fuck. So you say loner, I say creep. Creep ass. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, that happens. Anyway, so she goes to this hotel and she's setting up this weird buy where, uh, you know, this data exchange where she's asking these guys for money. And they're in a hotel room. She sends like a little remote control car through the vents. Like, it's just too elaborate, but they, to get the money. Meanwhile, Banderas has descended upon the scene and is, is basically going to wipe all these guys out and her. And, and, and he does half of it. One of the most unnecessary ponytails in film history in this movie, by the way. What are you talking about? One of the Dutch guys. That's right, he does have it. Has a nightmare hair. Looking like, 
like a diehard villain. I thought it was Mark McCulley at first. From some of the angles, it looked like my boy, but into into yeah. good shape. Morgan, one of, we didn't say this. Moore gets on an elevator, and this woman in a fur coat gets on, and Moore starts to do this like hissing sound, and then she does basically cover it covers up. She spray paints. On the back of this woman's fur, like a little no sign, whatever that's called. What do you think of all that? Necessary? Hated it. Just kind of showing you that she's this rebellious. There's also some rope a dope in this. There's a couple of scenes where you think she's about to get taken out by Banderas, and it turns out to be Stallone. And there's a scene where you think that Stallone has seen Banderas, and he tries to get the drop on him, and it turns out it's a kid at the ATM. That's right. Yeah, yeah, great yeah. line. He tells him to cut his hair. Like, tries to give him his money. Goes cut your hair. Do your Stallone. But you haven't done it yet. He doesn't. Do, Stallone doesn't do Stallone in this movie. So I'm not going to. Sucks. He doesn't Stallone in this. There's <laughs> not an inch of his dick in this. But I'll tell you, while Julianne Moore is using a remote control car to move money around, so stu- there's just the most ridiculous. <laughs> it makes these professional guys who are, I guess, Interpol look so stupid the way she's manipulating them. Stallone mm-hmm. has stolen a banana. And is sitting at a computer terminal in the hotel, narrating with yes. no emotion. Yeah, and he, well, he's he's trying to figure out what rooms they're in, and he's trying to piece it together. Meanwhile, Banderas already is doing something different. It's kind of a race to who can get to this mark first. And Stallone, yeah, he picks up a rando banana on this guy's desk, starts to eat it. Which actually, sounds eats like it. a Stallone character name, by the way. And uh, then he figures it out, but it's too late. Banderas already basically killed the Dutch guys because he said like, Not so oh, he fast. also killed people. in... He killed the people in the halls, too. He kills, yeah, a bunch of agents that are pretending to be couples and all that. But, yeah, at the same... Stallone is onto it by then. Because, remember, he's... not so fast. He says, uh, come out, come out wherever you are. It's like the (laughs) anti-De Niro line delivery. And he's going to the computer like, coffee, coffee. And then the best. (laughs) He does say that. The best happens, though. What? I I know a lot about Stallone. I'm a student of him. Mm -hmm. I did not know tuna fish was one word. Tuna fish. Tuna fish. Oh, he does a couple of one words in this. So he also does this thing when they later are at Julianne Moore's apartment and all this mayhem's playing out and Banderas and him are warring and Banderas says that it's his birthday. Remember? Yeah, because he's, he's going to become blows, number one. And he, he, he sets this trap up to blow up Banderas through this window, basically blow him up. And right before he like it explodes or lights the match, he goes, "Happy birthday, asshole!" Like he says it so quick, yeah, like one word. Oh, well, actually, no, yeah. th- that. So I, I wrote that down because th- before that, th- first of all, Julia Moore has the worst line in the movie. Okay, when she's getting the money from the vent, she goes, "Pennies from heaven, baby." So bad. Yeah, but she can she can sell it though. Like she's good. Like she's a good actress. She she, well, she plays have a pulls that stuff off because she sucks. Please, she she. That's the thing is she. You know she's good because she can like make that stuff work. I'm just gonna fast forward to a place that I want to be. So they're in the Banderson. Banderas has killed the Dutch guys. Stallone has barged into Moore's room and it's about to. It looks like he's about to kill her, but doesn't. And so then she instead saves the mark. And then they end up going back to her place, or she gets away, goes back to her place. And um, meanwhile, she's got the cat the whole time, by the way. And she's always trying to get the cat in her cat's box. One of the better cat actors, I'll give it, though. Love it. Pearl. And so she escapes back to her home. Like, her apartment is trying to pack real quick. Meanwhile, Stallone and Banderas both headed there. Now, why I wanted to skip to here is because at one point, Stallone is holding her cat. He's holding Pearl. And she has a gun on him. And is Stallone purring? Does he purr in that scene? Or is it Pearl supposed to be purring? I think... This is bad sound work. Because it sounds like Stallone is purring. If Stallone is purring in that scene, it's better than Rocky. If Stallone is purring in the scene, I will give it 
a little bit more credit than I am now. I mean, that is an incredible thing. We'll have to investigate. I can't zoom in right now, but it sounds like he's purring. Julianne Moore says he doesn't, Pearl doesn't like that. Pearl does like it. Pearl loves sitting in Stallone's arms. All right, I, to- I typed, does Stallone purr and it auto-filled in, in Assassins? <laughs> I think he may be purring in that film. There's we'll no have to get purring. the... There's no way he's purring. We'll have to get the listeners to vote. You know, we'll we'll put the time code up, and you guys decide for us. We'll put a poll up. I think he may be purring. You're, you're sort of burying the lead a little bit because he's holding the cat, and she is shooting bullets near and around him. She is like she. He lets her get the cat, gun. Cat is fine with it. Yeah, cat well, is fine a silencer. with it. it I Stallone's fine with it. The cat cats can see bullets in real time. Cats. He's seen crazy shit happening. Shards of shit shooting around. Cat is cool in a cuke, man. Wachowski's in the script have that exact scene, but they said bullet time for that scene, and Donner didn't do it. So <laughs> That'd be great if that, the Matrix. That, that it was taken out of this script and they, they, they salvaged it. And, and then, they said that in the, in the script it was funny because it says there's a line in it. And this is what got me confused. It says, uh, Robert Rath purrs at Cat. And then the Cat, absolutely. So Stallone is kind of, more goes from scared to resigned that she's gonna kind of stuck with Stallone to then thirsting for Stallone. <laughs> it's a pretty immediate turn. I think she that's an analogy is... for us as filmgoers. That's how we viewed him as a as an actor. We started off skeptical, a little angry, right, and then we thirsted ass for him. Forty years of thirsting for this man, yeah, and it's still going. Now he's on Tulsa King, the Thirst King, more like more it. More like the Tulpa King. I'm like fucking throbbing <laughs> in the Vulva King. I think him and Flavin are back together. By the way, they are f- totally rocking flavors. Yeah, she's out. She's she's on on his arm again. Yeah, they're back. Yeah, he got the tattoo removed, and then did he get to put it back on? He didn't have a tattoo. I think he had a Flavin tattoo that he got erased. So it was like a Flavin saver. And his he hit, daughter. He hit I remember undo. he has a daughter named. He Sistine. hit undo. His daughter is Sistine. His daughter's name is Sistine. Is that not a joke? I'm not joking. Sistine Stallone. Yeah. There's a lot of this movie. This movie, like at one point I wrote, oh my God, there's 50 minutes left when they get to Puerto Rico. I couldn't believe it. And that's a long that's a long scene. Scene. Anyway, this half the movie. But what I love is there there is a part where they're on a monorail or what it, it's like a, I guess it's a monorail, right? In the city. Whatever you call it. And Stallone's doing really great moves here as, as a hitman. He's standing up front in front of a window, which I thought was interesting. And there's a mandolin the guy playing like a weird mandolin on that the subway. That guy creeps me the fuck shot. out. <laughs> Not the subway, the monorail. There's a quick shot of him singing along to his mandolin. And then there's a scene where Stallone, you know, he's got this wireless, you know, satellite laptop that he opens. He's getting, you know, chatting with his uh, handler who he doesn't know is Charlie's Angel guy. What? There's kids looking up. Yeah, like, you know, Charlie's Angel's always giving the angels the assignments and they don't know who he is. I think that's correct. Okay. So I thought it was that actor. I was like, I don't think so. There's two kids. Yeah, he's just a voice. There's I get two it. two kids that... It's Charlie's Angels. Anyway, there's two kids that are peering over his shoulder on the laptop. Stallone looks back, he snaps it shut, and he laughs. He loves it. It's he so loves cute. that the kids are peering in. The, peer, the kids are peering in on murder setups. And he... Yeah. <laughs> and Stallone ma- makes the cutest moment out of it. He does. He thinks, oh, you guys, looking over my shoulder at my secret biz. How dare you? But it's also cute. I'm going to murder this dude later. And then you see that he has lace the outside of the laptop with poison so the kid's gonna go home and die in the fucking hard way still cute yeah it is a cute scene so you mentioned Um, that scene where uh, he says happy birthday asshole and they cut it like immediately immediately yeah there's a scene in the same moment like there's in that same sequence when when uh, our girl comes back and gets shot 
mistakenly by Banderas. Julianne Moore is, has re- stupidly come back to, to find, to, to warn her that she's about to get super killed and she doesn't get there in time. And then Stallone is in the hallway with her and he says she's dead and it cuts same instantly. Those two yeah, scenes. Yeah, she's worried about her neighbors. So That's really, why she comes back. You know, Reed Diamond gets immediately killed and then this other this woman, um, Kelly Rowland. Yes, you said mistakenly killed. That's because Banderas thinks that's Julianne Moore. And they're all fighting over a three and a half inch floppy disk, which of course is worth it. He thinks it's in her gift. Uh Uh-uh. Ain't in the gift. And then there's an exploding briefcase that he throws in the dumpster because they got double crossed. And and then Moore is like, the contractor tried to kill you, buddy. That's no good. She zoomed in. How many times is this contractor going to betray them and they're cool with it? It happens like four times in this movie. (laughs) Yeah, the guy hiring Stallone. Is yeah, it? well, I mean, the, the the big betrayal is that he hired Banderas as well. I'm saying there's not one moment where that person is acting yeah. like a good. Now we find out why later on. It's yeah. it's the guy he was going to shoot. The worst the big, reveal the big, of one of the, the big, worst reveals ever. The, it's the, like they play it up. Huge misdirect. And then he steps though. out like what? Huge misdirect. That's not how you talk so, to a lady on the yeah on the text. It's trying to pretend like it's a woman. Yeah, because they keep they they're like uh, Banderas has this moment where he tell him the says fuck you over and over again and he goes there's no way to talk to a lady they've done that a couple times yeah but it's this dude that he has been killed in these flashbacks the guy faked his death or a bullproof vest it's a terrible reveal no one cares about that character it should have been someone like interesting famous or something like, at hey, the time like Gregory this, Hines get Hines in there yeah. you know or Steve Sharippa I don't know Mel Gibson Danny yeah. Glover those guys would have worked Steve Sharippa do you want to do, like, maybe we could do a branch out and do, like, a good movie. Like, a movie that's good. Uh, we're up to our knees in great shit. What are you talking about? What about a good one? <laughs> Miguel Ban happens. and Yeah, well, they get this. They're going to get they're gonna get $20 million to do the next hit. They they up the price to, to take out, or Stallone up his price to, t- to get the data and to kill the mark, Julian Moore, who he's now partnered with. And he, he's like, I want $20 because you betrayed me. They agree to it, and he gives them the address to a bank in Puerto Rico, and they go there. And the last act takes place in Puerto Rico, and I have to admit, it it almost salvages the movie, and then it yeah, it shits all over its sword before falling onto it. Well, so I liked about it, they go to Puerto Rico, and they're both clad in denim. Nick, did you notice this? They're looking. Julianne good. Moore has like a full denim ensemble here, and Stallone even gets in on the denim action. I think he wears like a so denim shirt or something. They're both dressed like Marcus Brody. Is what you're saying? And then she really, so Stallone reveals to her that he, he, the reason he's been sourpuss this whole movie, he's still sad that he killed his friend that he once played chess with. He, he take, he's taken his friend and, and Moore's like, your friend, you killed him, didn't you? And she could not be more turned on. She's thrilled to, to, he's sad. He's like almost in tears. And she's like, if I can straddle him somehow now at this revelation, that would be just fine. You mean you the thing is, they do not, fr- yeah. they do not hook up in this film. It is a tragic mistake. There I would is, have loved to see them they, together. They, uh, there is no way that there is not a, they did, they filmed, they had to have filmed some sex because they needed, they to, have the they, glow of people who are in and around each other. In the last act of this movie, the thing he the, he does, puts a very polite kiss on her lips, but man, she is ready to roll in the hay. He is ready to jump in there. They've both been alone for a long time. There is actual chemistry there. How could they have not filmed the sex scene, Nick? Where they is absolutely, it? They had to have, and they he looks like he has been licking her all night long in every yeah. scene at the end of the movie. 
They are too need, familiar with one another. They have been. I ripping. need to see the deleted scene here. You know what I'm saying? Where is it? There's no way but that they are, they're not a complete sexual dynamo together. He does call her the enemy of, or she does call him the enemy of fun at one point. He looks sad about it. <laughs> or she makes him laugh at a really bad joke. It's not a joke. They're they're talking. They're both in different places, and he's like, "Tell me a joke," and she doesn't. She gives him like a life lesson, and then he laughs. She says, "You, you know, if you're warm, if you're warm and happy, you're good." And he starts to laugh. And it's not a joke. It's not a joke. But in the me- meanwhile, Banderas is setting up shop. Like he's gonna, he's waiting for Stallone to go get this twenty million dollars. He's gonna, he's setting up shop. He's gonna snipe him. But it's hot out, Nick. It's super hot in Puerto Rico, and Banderas is sweating his ass off, uncomfortable. Really? Yeah. And it looks like the scene from American Werewolf in London where uh, David or whatever the uh, Kessler. It's starts to sad. lose his mind and turn into the werewolf. But yeah, he really is having a bad time. He's not made for this weather, it seems. And 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 then he he keeps hallucinating the marks. And he, they're not them. At one point, he decides to pee as he's looking out the window, and that's when they show up. And he drops, he spills his pee all over the place. Uh, that scene is so funny. Out. His cursing spree yeah. after that is a wonderful thing. He says, "Fuck shit, motherfucker!" twice. Which is, it is incredible, And he actually. spits it out yeah. with such delightful disdain. And meanwhile, Julian Moore is trying to get his gun that he's hidden in his little perch, and she keeps, she falls through the she, floor of this old building. She pulls a money pit, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought of. She's, she does a getting the gun fail. She even has dirt on her butt, like, because she's all scrambling around this old And because Solona uh, did there building. <laughs> And then the worst reveal of all time. But the good thing about this reveal, you know, Stallone injures Antonio Banderas, and then this dead guy walks out, and he's like, I've played you guys the whole time, pitted you against each other, now I'm going to kill you. They bo- they think Banderas is dead because he fell through all these floors. He's not. He's they both start shot. shooting. The- yeah, he's shot. But they both shoot the bad guy together, and it's incredible. It's slow-mo. He's obviously got squibs all over him. It's like a he's like tripping movie. over his own feet. Yeah, he's tripping over his own feet as he falls to his death. Well, um, okay, so... Falls- it takes place in a John Woo set, for sure. Right. Meanwhile, there's this little comment about how Stallone keeps shooting in the chest because that's his thing. It always goes for the heart. And this guy mm-hmm. taps on his bulletproof vest to brag about it, right. and still they shoot him mostly in the chest. They shoot him in his legs a lot. He dies. And then, Band- then Banderas shoots him in the head, just to be sure. There's but, a lot of bullets that happen in, in that sequence. That entire set piece, a lot of bullets. It's so funny when he gets shot, though, because like, it's like he gets shot like a billion times, doesn't look looks like he's uncomfortable about it, and then he does like his his legs like trip over each other. Like mm-hmm. it's just very awkward. And that guy's in a lot of stuff. Like he actually has some, that actor has. He, he, he spells his name wrong, though. Davidoff, he spells it wrong. Zoom in. What is it? What should it be? It's, it's, he's, his name is spelled phonetically, not like the classical. Spelling of Davidoff. It's a big okay. cigar company, so I, I've got a vested interest there. What do you think of this scene that I, that I, I thought was quite touching? Antonio Banderas, one of his quirks is and that is meaningless in this movie is he eats fruit all the time. He's a fruit lover. He sets a orange on like a kind of a spike of a uh, of a of a gate, like a or a fence or whatever he's in a gate. And then he shoots it later as he's eating another orange and he goes, I just killed your brother to the orange. I wrote it down, but I gotta zoom in, Justin. Mm-hmm. It's, fu- it's fucking mango. It's a mango. My fault. God, that's damn fine. It. I'm glad you zoomed in. God damn it, man! That's misrepresentation. This reminds me of the thing that we didn't bring up, man. It matters during Michael, where uh, inexplicably William Hurt's character was either eating an orange or a lemon and eating it like just like an apple. It was so 
did crazy you, to me. Did you forget to mention that in the episode? Because I thought you were. I did. Yeah. I did. I just. It's something that I forgot to mention. But it's a. It's. It's a weird thing. He does it twice in the movie. That's why um, he's dead now. I imagine it's probably good for you. That guy that you I said was in a million movies was in like ten. So this movie features. We didn't talk about it, but there's a scene when Banderas gets a communication that there's a new mark that he's gonna gonna. They want him. They want to hire him to kill. They send him the file, and it's Stallone's face. And there's a meme they made out of this where he looks at the computer screen and then he kind of leans backward in his chair and he's like, like kind of just relishing something like that he saw on the screen. And people use that all the time. I don't know that. A uh, GIF. You've seen it, right? I don't think so. I'll send it to you. Anyway, it's a, it's a big, it's a very popular meme. And there's sound. I had never heard the sound. And in it, you know, the GIF is soundless. But in it, Banderas howls. <laughs> It doesn't work as well. It should it should have been soundless. It's perfect as a meme where he's just kind of like relishing the moment quietly. Anyway, I just want to get that out there because that is why people know assassins from that little screen grab video it's thing. It's the fucking world we live in right now, man. Uh, Salone gets or uh, Moore gets to say dry hump in this. I love it. Well, she and uses sport. that as a, she uses that as a she doesn't use the term right though. She uses it in terms of bupkis, yeah, like, like as bupkis, a replacement you know, for bupkis. Yeah, dry up. hump, squirt. Yeah. Dry hump doesn't mm-hmm. roll off the tongue. Still in perks. Anyway, Donner struggles. I think Donner struggled a little bit on this one. I know that he had. Uh, he said he kind of liked it, but it's pretty dreary. Too long. It's not a great movie, and I don't think at the time it was. It's certainly not received that well. Correct. Decently. I mean, okay. It 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 wasn't a hit, but it wasn't a huge failure either. But there's sort of this, this weird recent surge of sort of love for this movie in a way. People are forgiving, really? I think, forgiving for it. People try to reassess. I think after the Matrix came out, they wanted to reassess it, and it just didn't work quite a well. I mean, but to just, me, there's no such thing as it's 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 it fits it it fits into the Stallone toolbox. I, there, I don't hate it. It's got some cute stuff. It's just it is way too long. It's it's tonally all over the map. Tone deaf with a lot of stuff like her with the eavesdropping and some of the cop murder and there's some stuff in it that's a little unnecessary but at the same time yeah, I mean it's, it's fucking nice it's just not it's not that fun Stallone is weirdly clad in like these like you know business class wear but like I said like Stallone all the actors are are fine um, the movie's great there's about a 15 minute sequence that is great where Stallone is sidelined at a bank enjoying coffee and just looking at his watch and Banderas is losing his shit, waiting to kill him. And Julianne Moore right. is wait, is at a cafe forever, watching Banderas. And that seems a lot of fun, even though it's ridiculous. And it also leads to right. a really nice little confrontation between Banderas and Stallone before the shit breaks loose. Fun little scene, and I, w- I wanted more of that. I mean, even listening to it got my my pulse my pulse racing. You know that you're right. That's what a, what a great anyway. So her her whole thing here, her whole goal. What's her goal? Julianne Moore for to this get money. What's her goal? Something else? To get Pearl a boyfriend. Oh yeah. To get her cat a boyfriend. She wants to buy a, a male cat. I think what she's saying, she wants a boyfriend. And I think she got one by the end of this movie. Love birds. You don't need money to have a, to get a boy cat. You just need it. She still want. You just need. A she nice wanted to buy the best one. Oh. She wanted to buy the best one. Yeah. I'm gonna zoom in. The mm-hmm. more purebred an animal you get, the worse it is. Thank Health you for issue. saying that. I wish you would. Wish you would have told me. Health before, issues, uh, shortened lifespan. Every purebred animal I've bought has had mm-hmm. a short life and a lot of health issues. And every mutt I've had has lived forever and been made of Teflon. Same goes for cats. Zoom, cats zoom, and zoom. dogs. I know you have a you have a you have a purebred dog. I do, and she's nuts. She's crazy. It's okay. Also, I still love her, even though she's nuts. 
Yeah, no, I loved, um, I, I love, I dearly loved my early dead mm-hmm. dogs and cats. Loved them. She's the she's the enemy of fun, just like Stallone in this, in this movie. But I still love her. Um, secretly fucking their brains out, just like Stallone and Julianne Moore in this movie. Who's secretly? They were ripping each other a- away in that hotel room. Yeah, they after this. Yeah, this is yeah. So anyway, Banderas dies at the end. So we didn't say this. They team up for a moment. They have a nice moment. Stallone says, "I'm going to retire. I don't want to watch my back." And Banderas is like, "I'm number one then." And they're like, "Yeah." And it's like a buddy movie all of a sudden. But Perfect. Banderas tries to kill. Stallone and Stallone shoots him through the back of his blazer or something. Whatever. Because Julian Moore puts on glasses so he can see where he is, is yeah. reflected. He can see where Banderas is so he could shoot him blind. And that's a move that they probably worked on during sex a lot of times. They should not have had Banderas turn on him at the end. There's a lot of nice. It would have been a nice. It's it's unrealistic I mean, already. So Banderas a little bit like he's not redeemable. He shoots like he's killed a bunch of innocent people. But at the same time, he's so charismatic. And you like them together so much that you do want to see them walk away at the end. Even more does. I don't She's think like, films should this. be compelled to, to serve judgment on characters. Like I, that. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Like, I think we had talked earlier. This It reminded me of the moment in Band, uh, Barbarian that would have made that movie even. Right. Like, it's just right. a, a classic. Is that they wanted to punish Justin Long's character and they shouldn't have. Right. They should have just let him walk away well, I think we've end, seen in the, the real world that yeah. all the bad guys get punished right away for doing bad shit. And all the well, good people the movies are, are for. Yeah. The movies are for to write to re- correct that sometimes, but it's right? not because you think. <clears throat> about, All right, well, okay. So let's use an example of a movie mm-hmm. that did not do that, and that's why people still talk about it. The Mist. I know. Yeah, The Mist, the Mist is kind of known for that. Shoots a fucking harpoon into your penis hole, and you love it. Kind of known for its cruelty. I don't know if people loved it, but they certainly remember it oh, and like and like the movie. I, I you know, I'll I'll probably watch this again before I die. What is that? On, is they said on the poster. Is that a direct quote from Jeff Lyons? I think. <laughs> of all the people to mention, the most bland of all, Jeffrey Lyons. Man, good pull, man. He's dead. Please, is he? I hope he died hard. Did he die forever? L y o n s, right? I don't think so. Jeffrey Lyons, right? Fucking still, still killing it. Seventy eight years young. Try to be a Siskel and Ebert with that piece of shit guy. Who was the guy that he was with? Roper? Like he Siskel and Eberted with the guy that turned super like. Is it Richard Roper? No, he turned super weird like that guy, like super like hot. No, was he what super was hot? Who's the guy? <laughs> Who was his Ebert? Some wet dude. Was he super weak? You're getting warmer. Didn't he have a Didn't he have a show like a review show? I'm sure he did. Let's see. Michael Medved. Yes, Medved. It was Medved turned like really religious and weird. Like Medved did, man. Oh, I could see you're blown away by that revelation. Yeah, you lost, we lost. We lost a good one. Medved he's, turned his he, back. He's still alive. I got backstage passes to Pearl Jam once, and I Medved. So that's kind of cool. Um, look, movie's over. Credits have rolled. Right. You do some spotting. Yeah, this is the new thing we're doing where we're picking out some, um, we're highlighting some names in the cast because they stuck out to us. Because the end of the show is not long enough. I wrote I'm down. Bad I wrote it. down five. I wrote down. I, I wrote down more, but I circled four, and I'm sticking to the four I circled. I'm sure we have. I, what's to, your, I'm sure they're all the same. There's not many here. What's your number one? You're gonna be surprised because I think I know who your number one is. Okay. My number one's initials are MW. I didn't catch it. I don't have an MW. You didn't catch Mine Marty is- Waite? Spelled no. W-E-I-G-H-T? I, I didn't see Marty Waite. I did have Give me the initials. Give me the initials. And unfortunately, well, this isn't my favorite. I'll give you the initials. Well, I'll give you the initials. J-R. Don't have it. This guy was just 
So many friends turned against him in the last few years. Jeff Rona in this. <laughs> this poor guy. Is that your number this one? This poor guy. Can't, he's not my number one. Okay, so my Is next it, was the, Who's your number one? Did you already tell me? No, no, but I love well, Marty Wade. Now, I'm saving my best for last. But you're, it's, I'm uh, telling I got, you, it's not. It's going to surprise you. So my second initials, and I know you've got this one. The, the initials are ZG. <laughs> I, I did see ZG. Maybe wait. Hold on. Hold on. I do have it. I got it. I did. I for, that's who I should have circled. You talking about Zygmunt Gron? Zygmunt Gron right? in this. <laughs> Can't believe he's here. <laughs> I have WG. Did you get a WG in here? I do not have a WG. You did, you never heard of Wally Gudgel before? <laughs> did not. He's in this. Yeah. And I know you got DD. Are oh, you talking about Dickie Deets? Dickie Deets. We got the Deets in this. What else? Give me another one. Wait a minute. Did you did you happen upon probably my favorite HKJ? Didn't get it. This is a junior, Nick. You didn't see him? No. Henry Kingy Junior. <laughs> Kingy. Kingy. I did not get yeah. that one. Could be Kingy. Could be Kingy. But let's just stick with Kingy. But you got RS, right? I don't have RS. You don't have Rick Seaman? <laughs> did you see did you see CO in here? No. Choco Orta? <laughs> you didn't see? But my number one I don't know is if that's w- how you say the first name. Choco. Go ahead. My number one is Choco. WS, man. I went clean. WS? WS, no, WS I don't is remember. my number one. Who's that? It's Whitey Shapiro. He's here, huh? Whitey showed up. Yeah, he had a little bit of a romance with Suzanne Krim. I don't know if you... They got together during this. Yeah, pretty good ones here. And you saw the Dickie last Deets, credit. Though. You saw the last credit. What? Pearl the Cat. Sorry? Did it say, was it played by Pearl? Yep. R.I.P.? Nope, Pearl's still walking among us. Thank God. It's amazing. 35 years old, Pearl. Yep. 35-year-old cat, still fluffy as hell, Loved it. loves nine lives. It's keeping it simple, you know? Right. Speaking of nine lives. But yeah, that... Julian Moore, I'd like to hear. I, if I interview ever interview Julian Moore, you got to ask her about the cat, you know, from Assassins. Right. I will not be interviewing Julian Moore anytime soon. Look, yeah. man, your skin is pierced and inked with a tattoo from Assassins. That buzzing sound you heard? Uh uh-uh. uh. Ain't, mm-hmm. ain't Stallone purring. What you get on your fucking massive body? Mine, mine body. is. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting question. I, mine is inspired. This tattoo by a line early in the film when uh, during on his chunky laptop. The handler says, I'm worried about you, Robert. And Stallone says, he, they're like, what's wrong? He goes, I got the flu. He says, I'm, I'm the, I got the flu. I'm sick. Nothing's wrong. I'm just sick. What I would have a tattoo of Stallone's face, thermometer sticking out of his mouth, one of those like cold packs, you know, ice bags. What do they call those things? Sure. Honest, you know, Cold you put on your head when you have a headache. Yeah. yeah, you put on your head when you have a headache. Yeah, and then around his face looks some floating Tylenol, maybe a cough drop. You know, a six Stallone tattoo. I mean, it is like if you think about it. So every time people are like, is that a is that a six Stallone tattoo? Yeah, it is pretty sick. Thank you. Is that sixteen? It pop? is a sick. It is sick. Uh, what do you think? I Trick people it. into saying I got a sick tattoo. <laughs> Not bad. All right. What about you? The the, the guy the guy is, is like, you're sitting in the chair. He's like fucking floating Tylenol again. Yeah. So I've got. Uh, assassins at a multiplex on my back. So right. It's like the marquee says assassins. I guess it's opening day. There's a line going sure. around the building. Up at the right up at the front of the line is God Himself. First in line to see assassins. 
God's a huge fanboy of assassins. It turns out. Wouldn't that be hilarious? Like you get to heaven and then you get there's theaters in heaven. You're like, oh my god, there's theaters here, and you walk in and there an assassin starts up, and then you slowly realize you're like, I'm in. Oh my god, I'm in hell. And you start like you start freaking out and panicking, but the angel's like, actually no, this is actually heaven. It's God's favorite movie. <laughs> assassins is his favorite. And then you you lose your fucking first space load because there is a sex scene that they that he reinserted. Oh, they made they made assassins perfect in heaven. Yep. yep. <laughs> is that what they call it? Got it. You're in. You're, God edited it. Yeah, you can have you can have super ejaculate, right? I think so. I think you're right about yeah. this. Just hide it. In the, just hide it in the clouds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just um, put it in the clouds. Like, what are you talking about? I didn't do anything. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? Cumulus. I saw you. Those are cumulus oh. crowds. Clouds. Crowds. Yeah. Crowds even worse. <laughs> Look, movie's over, credits are rolled, and we've seen Pearl the Cat's name mentioned, but lo and behold, there's a little stinger at the end. What you got? So my scene would be, they do, they make, because there, there is a scene in this where Stallone goes to a pet store, which is incredible. It's, that's how like, he finds her home, yeah. Yeah. And he talks to the woman working there, he brings a cat, he's like, anyway, but they go back to that pet store, him and Julianne Moore, and they're going to shopping for Pearl's brother, having a blast. Rubbing all the cat's bellies, kind of thinking like, which one are we gonna get? Like they're having a, you could tell that they're such a, they're having such a blast flirting with with each other. Everybody's in good spirits, and Stallone's pager goes off, and he's like, I gotta take this, and he, you know, and and they're like, do you have your chunk? You know, they, he brings up his chunky laptop, he opens it, and the little chat comes. It's a new handler, and he's like, we need, we need to hire you, and he's like, how much? Six hundred dollars. He's like, I'm out. I don't, I don't work. And they're like, sorry, six hundred thousand dollars. Wow. It's like, I'm listening. Who's the mark? The file slowly comes over. The picture of Pearl comes oh, up. Oh, no. Hired him to kill Pearl, Nick. Oh, no. That's it. That's the end. Leave you on a cliffhanger. You think he does or doesn't do it? I think he does it. You're right. Yeah. He does. But it's sort of a happy <clears throat> ending, too, because he finds out that Pearl issued the order. Julianne more too annoying to live with, so then yeah. ordered the hit on himself. But what's a nice touch after that scene, the, the credits turn cat blood red for the rest <laughs> of the... You get to see Zygmunt Gron's name in cat blood red. Okay. Anyway, what, what's your extra scene? Uh, mine is pretty cute. It's um, it's that cafe down on the street in Puerto Rico. People are having like the little coffee and the little croissant mm-hmm. and just having sandwiches and little maybe like an empanada here. And bullet shells are raining down onto their food and they're just like, can I see the fucking manager? Again, because that assassin's fight upstairs was a mess, and these guys were right down. They're just like, it's raining shells onto these poor sweeties. And then Justin's line you know, happens, right? What's my line? Bullet lands what? on a lady's down her shirt, the shell, and then another guy goes, I'll have what she's having. <laughs> That's my line? You've used that joke on here a couple of times. Of course I have, yeah. Look, you have been given the financing to have your own sequel to Assassins. Escrow has found itself in its money spot. How are you using it? Heartbreak. The couple broke up just after Stallone killed Pearl. <laughs> Julianne Moore can't understand. He's sick. You're a sick man. But Stallone, man, he loves it. He loves not killing humans. He wants to focus on pets. There's so much less stressful. He finds he's, he finds he's kind of got like a hatred towards animals, till, towards cuties. And he's perfect at purring which gets the cats to come out of their <laughs> shells and towards him where he can just blow them away and so yeah he becomes like the number one cat killer or animal you know pet killer in america and look it sucks he's terrible everybody hates him now he's the super villain of the piece you know who the hero is Mm-mm. pearl's son lamagra 
then at the end of the movie, she dives down his throat like uh, <laughs> the cat from hell. Yeah, the cat from hell. What movie? Tales from the Dark Side, right? Starred Julianne Moore. Buster Poindexter, Julianne Moore. There you go. Tie it back. All right. What's your turn? What's your mine is uh, not similar. Sequel. It's called Assassins <clears throat> Two: Wrath's Wrath, mm-hmm. and which doesn't roll off the tongue, but it's that quintessential. Just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. Uh, except it's kind of a cute. It's kind of a cute. It's more of a comedy, playful. Robert Rath, now a doting father with Julian Moore. They've made some babies that have come out of her body. Oh, that's nice. Sure. That's how it happens. And he is in line to pick up one of them little nugglers out from school to take them to the local zoo, a secret daddy field trip on a school day, the like hmm. ultimate treat for a child. He forgets his license. And they will not let that kid come out. And he loses his shit. And it's just oh, no. about, it's like almost like a home alone where he's trying to get into the school to retrieve his son. But the students have booby-trapped everything. And it's just Wrath getting fucking cock-blocked left and right by these pesky kids who don't want his son to get out of school before them to have a great old time. It's kind of a, you know, cutie. And then it pulls out its Columbine. No. <laughs> um, Wrath's Wrath. What a great name, though, no? That would be a good name, yeah, for sure. And, the, you know, this, the lunch lady is a total grump. You know, there's a couple of scenes where maybe he's about to get in, the the lunch lady will slam the fingers, the, the windows on his fingers. You think Robert Rath is Miguel Bane's Bane? Oh, my God. Rath's Bane's Bane? Oh, my God. Maybe, maybe the Wachowski humanoids were doing, like, a secret double entendre kind of festival here. Maybe they're huge Sherlock Holmes fans. Basil Rathbane? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, very close to his actual name. (laughs) (laughs) Look, you've been given the financing to have your own business associated with assassins. What shape will your uh, financing take in the the real world? It's a good question. Mine's called Cat Hacks. (laughs) And it's 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 sort of like a, um, it's like, you know, how a fair will descend upon a town. Right. And for a few weekends, people will have the time of their lives eating funnel cakes and getting fingered by a roadie. Well, this is sort of like that. This will show up in a town, Cat Hacks, and you cosplay-ish as a hacker in this room that we've set up. And you get to type around and do some weird shit, have a really nice meal, and animals are just running roughshod all over you. Kittens and sure. puppies and stuff. And it's just like, whoa. You're typing in codes and things. You know, it's almost like an escape room in that respect, too. You're trying to figure shit out. And we'll serve you food. Yeah, food comes to the AC events, of course, you know, and it's delicious. Mm-hmm. But we've spiked the food uh, with some narcotics and... Um, at some point, you black out, and then you wake up wet and ruined across the city. What do you think? I mean, it's another one of your great ideas. <laughs> My, I just would create a pizza place based on assassins, and our trademark pizza, right? Our every pizza got a bullet hole in it, one or two at least, and it has we have like kind of a garlicky gunpowder smell that makes people realize that we actually did shoot the, really shoot the pizza. So <laughs> what we do is we make the pizza, and the last bit before we put it in the box is we shoot it <laughs> once or twice right and we keep it safe there's only one person working in the store right. you know it's all very safe there's a lot of safety goggles and bulletproof vests the guys wearing right. but he cooks the pizza shoots the pizza uh, there is a delivery guy but yeah we have a guarantee that the pizza shot or you get it free <laughs> if the pizza comes on shot you get it for free that's fucking yeah. amazing what do you think? You have to use a pretty big ring gate or ring gauge, uh, a big gauge on those bullets, right? So that it makes a hole big enough to understand. 
I don't really understand guns or anything, so I don't know. Is that so? If it's like a twenty-two, it might not even leave a hole big enough for people to get. You don't think so? I think the cheese would cover it up. Got to put a meaningful hole in that thing. Well, maybe I'll have on. You can instruct the worker to like make sure that they can see the hole. Make sure that you know that's okay if you. And then the customer will be like, "Did you widen this hole? Is this a bolt hole? Did you actually widen it?" There needs to be scorch marks on the edges, yeah, so they know that it was legit shot and not cheated. Right. Yeah, I love it. I think it's a, a fair yeah, and then people and people can order extra shot if they want. <laughs> if you went on to Shark yeah. Tank, I think this would be a, a nasty win. I mean, definitely might actually have some uh, pick up some momentum in America. <laughs> the, the only the only pizza place that shoots their pizza exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then of course it'll that's our guarantee. The loudest restaurant in the city, they call it. Yeah, which is weird because Assassins everything was quiet, so maybe you have to quiet kill exactly that pizza. But I love it. Why kill pizza? I hope why, it leads why to kill shoot pizza? burger and shoot salad and all this crazy shit. Quiet kill pizza, and then oh, he was great like in that the Riddick name. movies, right? Or no, he was in something else. And then inspired by the movie Assassins (parentheses 1995) close parentheses QKP. Uh, look, the shot pizza guarantee. <laughs> Go ahead. Or my name ain't Tobin Bell. Um, look, you're in the movie. You've been yeah. given uh, an appearance in this movie. What shape does your performance take? I mean, I'm a rival hitman. Of course you are. I'm a hitman, too. I'm number three. And I do it my way, Nick. My name's Benny Wetz. And uh, I do it my way. I don't kill the mark. It's, I'm a hitman that does not kill. I refuse. And everybody is skeptical at first. And they're like, and people are mad, but I'm effective. Because what I do is I hone my Photoshop skills. And in every picture of the mark, I go in and Photoshop assorted nuts all over the place. Assort, not not talking about scrotums or anything you think dirty thoughts. Actual like nuts, like almonds, cashews. Right. Until people are just convinced that this guy in this picture cannot live without touching nuts. Has to have nuts all over the place. And then not only in his hand, but like at his desk on his shoulder in his hair you know yeah on the car seat with a you know with a seatbelt around a single cashew Mm -hmm. people think every time i do it it's effective fired from the job wife leaves it's just a complete destruction over social media because i put nuts in every picture okay and it works i'm number three now is it because they have peanut allergies no oh i just nut shame them (laughs) we still talk about body of evidence huh Just an effective. What do you think? I, ben, I mean, the, the, Benny Wetz. The nut in the seatbelt's all I need to hear. To be honest, I'm I'm sold. Do you think that would get him some appreciation? But that just makes people turn away. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't. I wasn't going to go think about people's dicks and balls. So I don't know why you would say that. I know you're headed there. That's no. why I had to cut it off mm-hmm. at the pass. When you say Photoshop nuts, I was like, immediately the Barbara Streisand movie. And then <laughs> and then I thought I thought you were going to say when you said you use Photoshop. I think you're going to leave a watermark, and that's the mark. But I, I like where you went. It's better with peanut murder. I was going through, by the way, at some streaming service. My kids and I were watching movies, and we're going through the kids' options. You know, the family or the kid is the kid. It said kids, and they had the you know the, all the kids' movies, and then all of a sudden at the end, Yentl. Is that known as like a kids' movie? One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Pixar's Yentl. Yeah. I watched. I saw. I watched like the first hour. Of that, uh, what was it, uh, the animated Serbian film that they did on that kid's channel. And I was like, this is not right. This is not a good thing. I'm glad to hear you say To it. just yeah. do a um, cell animated version, shot for shot of that this, movie. This was true, that Yantel really was in this 
the kids file. There's another movie that stuck out that's weird too, but I don't think the kids are just jumping all over Yentl. It's a movie you wait to see. She dresses as the boy, least, right? In that, zoom in. See, Spoiler. Speaking of nuts, look. Oh, I'm in the movie. Yeah, I'm in the movie. Jesus Christ. So I'm another neighbor who's being eavesdropped on in her apartment complex, and I'll see her like at the mailbox, and she won't make eye contact with me, which I think is very strange. And then maybe I'll be walking to the local market, and I'll watch her cross the street to not walk in my path. And I have no idea she's added cameras to the building. I just think she's yeah. rude. I don't right. assume she's been watching me build my skin harp out of my stepfather. I just assume she's rude. <laughs> Not knowing that she is, I am like meticulously creating an A cord out of his tendon and fixating it to the skeleton meat that I have built a perfectly tuned meat harp with. That doesn't mean I know that she's watched me play with my one free hand. Just like I live in sweet oblivion, man. I just assume she's a rude motherfucker. Might have a zoom in. Like Sliver in this. You're right. Can't wait to do that one, too. Look, look, look. You've got to incorporate. I did say good movies. I did say I wanted a good one. You know? (laughs) Who is the supporting cast of Sliver? That's the big deal breaker. Billy Bald's in this. Yeah, I mean, we know the two two amazing leads. We know who those amazing leads are. Sharon, I think Tommy Barron, Holly Walker from. Patriot Games, Martin So I think Billy Baldwin's the one that's spying on everybody, and Sharon Stone at the end tells him to get a life. Yeah. It doesn't kill him. Oh, my God. John Hurd in that? Oh, my God. Is John Hurd in there? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm losing. I'm starting to have palps, man. I'm starting to have palpitations. (laughs) You got CCH Pounder and Nicholas Pryor and Martin Landau and Colleen Camp and Polly Walker pulling out. Jim Beaver. Jim Beaver dusting it in that. (laughs) Holy. Am I wrong? Is John Hurd not floating around in there somehow? Like a bobblehead? He's dead. Look, man, you got to incorporate something from this movie, Assassins, into your life. Already done. Two hours and three minutes of recording in. What are you going to put in there? I'm trading in my patented shit fuck. I don't, that's not what I do anymore when I cuss. I go full Banderas. <laughs> fuck shit, motherfucker. Fuck shit, motherfucker. Every time spit I have to cuss, with- I say it twice. Yeah, in that order. With maybe that accent. That's what makes it perfect, his accent. I can't really do it. Banderas, by the way, I'm going to throw some praise at him. Doing it for a long time and doing it well. My man is Renner Height. Did you know this about him? No. I loved her in ER, though. Catherine Renner Height. There is no way that Jeremy, Jeremy Renner is 5'9". There's no way on planet Earth. Let the man convalesce before you start attacking his height, please. He's shorter now. Oh, my God. I was reading. I went to CNN, and it said that he got hit by that plow again. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> did you incorporate a mantra? <laughs> I did. So when I've got gas, <laughs> I I make a point to have assassin farts, little quiet poofs. SBD, silent but deadly. Okay, well they're deadly, but they're they're quiet and cute, like a little cemetery Fair fight enough. coming out of my bottom. So I just <laughs> so I'll be eating broccoli, knowing that tomorrow I am going to have to have an assassin ass. And have little wisps. If I'm eating those sour cream and onion rice crisps, I know I gotta walk daintily so I can assassin shit. <laughs> yep. How do you train? <laughs> well, I mean, how do you get good? Get lots of. How practice, do you get good at you it? You know what I'm saying? Man, Nick got good. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird to find out what you're you're the what you're the best at late in life. You know. 
But lastly and not leastly, you are on an island floating after all these years, gathering debris from films, and now it's time to take something from Assassins. I'm oh, going yeah, to so quaint. You see me hunched over rigorously, <laughs> rigorously, doing something, head head down. <laughs> I'm going at it fast and hard. And then I stop. Sight I'm used to, by the way. Sight I'm used to. Then I'm done, man. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I get up, I go about the rest of my day and wait for that thing to re-manifest the next day when everything reboots and the regeneration happens. And you see me walking around, the ma- my face is all sticky. I'm like, I got like a feral, I look like Jack Torrance, like looking around, because I ate that shot mango again. I sat there, <laughs> hunched over and ate the shot mango, baby. <laughs> and it regenerates every, every day? Every day I got a shot mango waiting for me on the, on the, on the sand, I will... Dust that sand off and eat the shot mango like a fucking boss. Get all sticky-faced and walk around like a fucking Lord of the Fly. Has it ever been using that tense before? <laughs> Lord of the Fly? Isn't that what an individual one's called? Hey, look, it's Balthus Argetti, one of them, the Lord of that fly. It's amazing that you said both. Bal- I put One of my notes on this was I was going to say his brother was Balthus Wrath at one point. I'm taking the Day of the Dead parade. That's a big endeavor. I'm taking the Day of the Dead parade with a slight tweak. Captain Rhodes in Tiny there? tweak. Yep. Captain Rhodes, you ruined my joke. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, you don't apologize. It's exactly what it is. But, yeah, <laughs> what do you, who else is in there? Lori Bub. uh, Bub in this? Doc Frankenstein. Yeah, you got whoever Tibor yeah. Takis is playing. Yeah. Lori Cardiel, yeah. Uh, John Amples. I can't believe that that made a fucking... I'm sorry that I stepped on that. I did not plan that. Don't no no. Don't apologize. It's a dumb joke. I can't. I should. I. I don't think I'm even oh, by great. rules now allowed to take. Now you're throwing shade at me. What? Today, too many things, too terrible. I saw peace rise from the ground. Spinning still, struck by sights, heavenward but hell sent. But you know me and how I love that silver lining. I Bye. Watch the 
Yeah. 